Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kayla Patterson, Midwest Uncle People Be Real Talk in your earlobe or your head or wherever. We're like invading everything. Even video now, we're working on that too. But anywho, if, and I mean if, you if. are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a vehicle to drive your gaze like who plays a Roy. Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Oh, she's getting better. She's getting better. <laughs> she's getting better right there. I tell you what. Anywho, check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit-chat with a banter. Hello, Desiree. How are you? Hello. Hello. I am just good. Hello. I am good. The weather is getting chilly, but that's okay because fall is one of my favorite, favoritest seasons of all. It should be. I mean, it's almost it's something we should cover, like on a magazine or a cover <laughs> of a magazine. Yeah, you see what I did? You see what I did? I see what you did. Yeah. I see what you did. Some good so, news I think you need to share. So you all know, or maybe you all don't, because we have new um, listeners all the time. And so we've had JoJo Saison on the show several times, just a phenomenal human being. Um, he's, he's done so many things. So many things, but a uh, motivational speaker, he's a physical therapist, he helped put Kalen back together after Kalen's yeah. tragic accident, he's a scientist, he's just so many things, and he's also a major philanthropist, and so he has an organization called um, Michelangelo, the Michelangelo Project. Um, or Project Michelangelo, sorry, I was getting that mixed around. Yes. And he basically does a lot of work with um, disadvantaged children, many of them from the Philippines, suffering different illnesses, diseases. And he does a lot to fundraise, to provide them monies just for care, for surgeries, to uplift them just all over the world, you know, um, helping different people throughout his organization. And as part of that, his daughter, um, she um, is the editor, if you will. Um, basically, she runs the magazine. She runs the magazine for the foundation called Angel Rising. And it's, it's really for anyone, but it's, it's geared mostly to women and just to help uplift, motivate, spread the love of Christ, all of those great things, and I had the privilege of being interviewed for the fall issue, which is now available online, and I also wound up on the cover. So that's go what Kayla's figure. talking about. Go bikini. Go bikini. <laughs> go bikini. <laughs> Maybe one of these days I'll go figure. Um, <laughs> but um, but um, boom. But, yeah, so it's out. So I would suggest that you check it out, not necessarily because I'm in it, but because it's just it. a great publication. Um, and it is very I'm motivational. It uh, shines I'm a light on, <laughs> on Christ and that relationship. And it's, it's a great publication to get in the hands of folks who might need a hand up, you know, just to, just to uplift their day and their lives. So check it out. It's called Angel Rising, 
and you can find it on various places in Facebook. So on my page, Kaylin's page, uh, Jojo Saison's page, uh, Angel Rising, they have a page, Project Michelangelo, all that stuff. Check it out and uh, give Jojo and uh, his daughter, Jade, who's editor-in-chief, that's the title I was looking for, some love there. And that's all I have to say about that. And thank you to all you guys for your uh, congratulations. It's, uh, it really was an honor. So I appreciate your warm pleasures you're sending our way. I can't, while you guys are in the mood to send warm fuzzies, I cannot go any further without saying that my co-host is also in line for warm fuzzies because he secretly competed over the weekend. He didn't even tell me. He didn't even tell me until the day of that he was competing, and he won his class. So that is yes, what we are going to be focusing on today. We're going to be focusing on the, I'm not going to get this right, Kaylin. Is it the Kentucky Bluegrass Natural? I know bluegrass is in there. Help me out here. Kentucky, the Kentucky Bluegrass Bodybuilding Championship. There we go. I was halfway there. The Kentucky Bluegrass Bodybuilding Championship. We want to talk about the show. We want to talk about results. We want to talk about Kaylin. We want to talk about some of the, well, I don't know if we want to talk about it. I want to talk about some of the uh, backstage shenanigans that went on, especially in the bodybuilding class. But uh, anyway, right? Let's, uh, let's, let's, start, let's start from the beginning. So Kentucky, NPC country, we have yes. Josh Miller, who is a phenomenal promoter. He and his wife, they do such a great job, and they're wading through all the mishmash that is COVID-19, still putting on shows, still providing a fantastic experience. So kind of break it down for us, Kaylin, and, and, and how did you keep this secret? How did you keep this secret? That's what we're going to start out with first. How did you keep this secret? Well, first thing, um, like I did after we were announcing about the ANBF and everything, it was uh, a lot of stuff going on in the background. So I wasn't sure, you know, if the show was even going to happen because that's all we were hearing was, you know, more and more times, you know, issues that were happening. Uh oh, I, I got a dog squabble here. Stop, stop, stop it. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> They're going at it pretty good. Oh my goodness! Uh, does, does Odin? Okay. Does Odin have I'm a playmate? I'm still here. I'm still here. All right. So, what happened was, does Odin have a playmate? We have. I'm dog sitting right now, and uh, oh, okay. I, I'm not familiar with their attitudes, and they're fighting over a ball, and, and they're not happy with it. Um. We might have a guest that can call in with this show as well, and I'm trying to see if we can get him, and that would be Jamal. If we can get Jamal okay. in, I'd be more than happy. All right. So All right. I, I'm getting that as the dogs are fighting. <laughs> so anyway, when uh, we were at the at the venue, one of the things that I was surprised with is how quick they were able to get things set up considering they had such late notice of the venue change because the original site had to be uh, dismissed 
for two reasons. One, because of the uh, you know the COVID regulations, and the reason the COVID regulations had to be so questioned was because of the protests that were happening down in Lexington, Kentucky, at the same weekend. So there was a lot going down in that area and region, and so it wasn't even sure, even up to the last minute, if that show was going to happen. And I did not want to have the announcement of competition again, because, you know, we had been scheduled, well, I had been scheduled for an August 22nd uh, show that didn't happen in Peoria. So I didn't want the disappointment to keep outreaching into our listeners because they were getting excited for us if we were going to be competing. And I did, I was just tired of having uh, the chances for uh, uh, letdowns, you know, it's, it's just constantly being said, hey, we're going to do a show and then that's not going to happen. And hey, we're going to do a show and that's not going to happen. So I would I just basically shut my mouth uh, and, and, and just, let, you know, let it go, played it by ear, just like the promoter was doing it because Josh and, and his wife were working so hard uh, to make that happen. And, and, and then he said, you know, that basically uh, come hell or high water, it was going to happen. So it was one of those where, you know, I, we, he put it on faith and thank God for his faith because I said, uh, I'm, I'm going to pray on it, but I didn't want to do any selfish praying, but, you know, just enough to, to keep that. And, and, and if God was going to allow it, that it was going to happen. But, you know, we had to do a last minute change. And then he had the other issue with basically contacting all the people that thought, that it had been dismissed because of the the venue change. So he had to send those emails out, and he had a very short window to do so. So some of the athletes that had planned on competing uh, didn't get the information or the email and thought it was done when they were contacting the uh, the original venue. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff happening, and I just didn't want to be another voice of uh, disappointment or letdown. And so I kept it to myself. And I wasn't doing it against you, Dad. It's just simply I had no idea if it was really going to happen. So, you know, I didn't want you to get your, your, your hopes up and say, you know, go ahead, Kaylin. Because I, I know we support each other well, but I didn't want that letdown to start filtering in to Iowa like it's been filtering into Peoria and, and, and Illinois. So, wow. Okay, now we got a race, race car outside. But uh, it was <laughs> – it, it was just so much that was happening, and uh, I, I didn't want to be that person that uh, let anyone down. All right. Well, no worries. No worries. So it, I'm just glad that it happened, and it turned out well despite all of, you know, the roadblocks that were in and around the venue and the event and um, all of that great stuff. So good. No, good to know. So, so break it down for us. How are Josh and Melissa doing? What was the uh, climate at the show? And then we'll get into the uh, the few winners that we do have, guys. We have the first place um, list, but we have yet to receive the full list of results. So we are going to cover this as best we can. Um, and when we get full information, we'll uh, if it's if it's appropriate, if we ever get it. <laughs> We'll share more. Just walk us through, yeah. Josh, more athletes. Let's hear it. Well, it was uh, some good, a good competition, that's for sure. And I, I love when you have that opportunity to, especially. We keep saying this because it's just, it's the honest truth. In these times, 
there, there's so much other things that are happening. It's truly a blessing to be able to follow through on anything, you know, much less a, a time of competition. I mean, you know, even if anybody's living around family, friends, or loved ones that have children in sports, it is a very incredibly tough time to do any sporting event of any gathering of any size. And and, and there's so many regulations that have to be put in place. And I'm not knocking them. I mean, people were, you know, saying whatever. I was like, well, you know, I'd rather the regulations be put in place and children live and the elderly live than to have no regulation and put people at risk for, for nothing other than putting them at risk for no reason other than a sporting event. I can't imagine making it to heaven and having that to be one of the questions I'm asked and I have, I'm negligent in answering truthfully. So with that being said, you know, there, there's a lot of people, a lot of, you know, folks getting together and we're doing all we can to, 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 to maintain the regulations. And, you know, with Josh and, and FL doing their thing to keep everybody calm and poised. And I, I gotta, I gotta say this because I think one of the most wonderful ideas they came up with was bringing their dog to the show as the mascot. And if anyone was stressed or, you know, worried or anything, they got to come up and pet the dog and calm themselves down and get ready for the show. And I think that was one of the most clever ideas that I've ever seen at a, at a bodybuilding show of any kind. And I, I just, I was smiling so much because you know my affinity for dogs and everything that the, they bring around because I, I just, I, I adore them. And, and this was one of the cutest pups that I've ever seen and just is, you know, meek and mild, not a barker, a little bitty dog, but not, not wild and barky. Just like laid back and sitting in a basket and letting everybody pet it as they got ready for the stage, and I thought that was so cute. And you know, the athletes really warmed to it, and and it it worked, it went over well. And it was it's not something that was a gimmick or anything. It was just who Josh and, and let's do a lot to uh, to keep people calm and, and at ease. And you know, with the way they introduced the judges and the way the judges uh, spoke to us. It just put a sense of calm, and like I said, with the uh, with the protests happening all throughout the city, you almost forgot that those things were happening outside those walls simply because of the atmosphere that had been created inside the building, and and that's something that I don't want to gloss over because you know tension is high in this country, and uh, some of the you know some of the the topics are very divisive. You know, a lot of people are, are for one side or the other, and they're willing to cause harm in, in that divisive deciding and, and opinions and thoughts. So it was really something to see at just how relaxed people could be at that time. And, and this is before we even got on stage, because, you know, nerves are always high when you're getting ready to compete. And with that many athletes, you know, and 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 sharing. I mean, the 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 pump up room was very big. I mean, the they had basically a ballroom, and half of it was the pump up room, just so people would have the space, and and you know, the separation that was required to keep that show in line. So I I was really amazed by that, and and all the the things that were being done to keep 
the requirements in, in check so they didn't come in and stop the show or basically shut it down because this is the world we live in now. And I, I'm really shocked that, that you know, they were able to pull that off with the limited amount of time that they had to basically find another venue and get that set up stage included because, you know, of course, if you have to get a venue in a, in a building, that doesn't have a, a theater, you have to bring your own stage and still get the lighting and still get everything. It, it's really something to see what these promoters are willing to go through just to provide us with a stage to stand and, and compete on. I, I'm, you know, hats off to everybody that's doing it. Uh, Josh and his wife, especially with, uh, you know, like I said, the limited amount of time that they've had, because it's not easy to, to get a show set up especially under late notice. But the athletes were more than appreciative. Uh, I, I think the the energy they brought was really above par. You know, I don't think there were too many that didn't want to give a night routine just to show appreciation to the people that showed up as well as the promoters and everybody that had a part in it. We really, the audience, as best we could. And as Josh even time to to let me speak of and give my testimony i i wasn't in the transformation class but he did let me speak to the the people about you know my transformation story from the accident up until now and a lot of people didn't even realize that i was even partially disabled just you know with the way i walk around now and all the all glory to god with that so you know that was something i was very surprised about but he definitely made the time uh, gave me the time to do it. And there were many people that really, you know, get to see the transformation we can make when, when we put our faith in God. So he, he, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. So he's not just uh, religious, he's a child of God. And I, I thank God that he and his wife are sharing that identity. And it's, it's truly a blessing to have that opportunity to testify and witness and people can basically understand that, you know, the way I am is the way I am for a reason. And it's who I am because of whose I am. And I was very blessed to be able to share that. It, it, it's, it was a wonderful time and moment, and it didn't take away from the atmosphere that they'd already provided and set up in, in you know, way, the, the way they had the show running. And the athletes were ready. I, I, I like saying that because it's true. You know, when, when you have five and six uh, competitors for each uh, category, that's a blessing. I mean, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of athletes that love to get out stage and compete, and when you have that many in the same on, on stage doing it, it's a wonderful time because we can really have time to pose down. We can have time to uh, share the stage with each other. And I know there's a lot of people – that really feel more comfortable when they have people on stage, especially with posing, because when you do the quarter turn, you can line up a lot better watching the person in front of you and make sure that if you do forget, you can be corrected in a hurry. What do you think of that, Dan? Well, I think that there is a lot there, but all very much on point. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, because there were, there were 55, I believe, total athletes and why that might not seem like a lot is also not too shabby considering the times that we're in and where they are because 
If you recall, uh, if some of you will recall from our past interviews with promoters in Texas, which is largely uh, NPC country too, it's, it's not easy for a natural promoter to get a foothold, nor is it um, in Kentucky where Josh is located. But they are providing alternative opportunities. They are making an impact, and so that's what you're seeing here. So that is great. And they're recognizing all aspects of the sport, all the classes, including transformation, um, which is one of my favorite categories. So, you know, that's, I mean, it is fitting that you were able to share your story, Kaylin, even though you weren't part of um, that particular competing class. So I, I think that's awesome. Um, if you want to head to you, meaning listener land, to uh, Facebook on the Midwest Muscle Facebook page, there's an interview there that uh, Kaylin has with Josh Miller, so you can check that out. Um, but with that being said, like I said, we only have partial results. Um, we have the overall winners. I should clarify even more. So we have the overall amateur winners and then the pro results. So let's go ahead and uh, start uh, working our way through that list. Um, first up, we have amateur for men's bodybuilding, and the winner was Jamal Williams. And in Kalen's words, Jamal is the real deal. And, again, this is the overall. So there were different weight classes that competed. They each had their first place winner, which Kalen was one of them. And we're going to talk about that most definitely. And then they all competed against each other in the overall. But before we get there, if Jamal is the real deal, Kalen, why is Jamal the real deal? Well, I mean, he, he's very polished. He's got the physique that can really bring it. And he's got the charisma to to present himself on stage quite nicely. Uh, I, I liken him to Richie Lopez in his comfortability on stage and his stage presence because, I mean, he drew the audience in. And I think that's what really brings the, the athletes and the audience alive is when they can see someone perfecting their craft right in front of you. And he was so polished in his transition, so well done, that it was just amazing to watch him on stage and, and doing everything that he did. It, it, it's You truly have an appreciation. If you're a competitor and a fan, if you're a fan of any kind, you really like to see people that love what they do. And you can see this man love what he does because there's a passion to what he was doing on stage that, that shows. I mean, it just emits comfortable. It emits uh, uh, passion and it emits uh, the, the, the class that we need uh, when you have these athletes up there so basically they can bring the next person up bring them in a better state of mind a better state of being and see what is expected when you compete because i think a lot of times when when people are on stage they don't have the the understanding that the audience has to be a part of it that the promoter has to be appreciated that the competitors have to be respected and you can see all of that jamal and i i love when we have athletes that do those things and they do it well because they address everyone in the building, not just a certain category or class of people. So I, I love everything about that, and I know he's the real deal, and I, I know he's going to go far in this. Place. All right. Well, he's already going farther tonight because Kalen's efforts um, were not without reward, and we have Jamal with us on the line. Jamal, say hello. Oh, be quiet. Hey, how y'all doing today? 
We are super fantastic. Glad you can join us. Um, I don't know how much of that you were able to hear, but Taylor was just giving us a little background on his perspective into you as an athlete. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we want to hear about your experience at the Bluegrass. So first of all, congratulations on a couple of points. You earned your pro card in bodybuilding, but you also took away a pro win as well in men's practice of week. So it sounds like it was a great show for you. Yes, the show was great. And thank you, Kaylin. I heard everything you said, man. It's really an honor to be on your show. And, yeah, like, I just listened to everything you said, man, and I'm, and I'm grateful to do Like, I'm really grateful. Um, the show was great. I loved every bit of the show. Um, if you know anything about bodybuilding in these shows, some shows you go to, it's just a big mess. But Josh put this show together very well. Everything started on time. It was an awesome show to attend and to be a part of. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm glad you brought that up because that that was Mel's biggest thing when she was saying, you know, one of her pet peeves is that she she doesn't want to start the show late. And I mean, they were really pressing that it wasn't stressful. I I, I have to say that because she didn't like try to jab us or jibe us or basically push us in any direction other than be ready. Don't be late when it's time to be up on stage. The expediters did their job. God knows they did their job because we were doing a lot of moving around with with uh, categories, and I think one of the biggest things was the people that were trying to compete in other categories had the time to basically do the wardrobe changes and whatever else for props to change things. So it was really a blessing to see that and know that it could be done because I know there's plenty of promoters that want to do those things, but they're still learning how to get those nuances done to make that happen. How does how comfortable does that make you feel knowing you're going into an environment like that? Because I know you you had said something in the in the Midwest Muscle interview that you know your trust in him is what made a lot of that happen for you. Yes, exactly. Um, like I said, honestly, um, the show is over, so I can reveal my my secret. I got ready for this show in two weeks. Um, I practiced wow. two weeks out. That that was it. Um, I reached out to Josh. I said, hey, man, um, how many people do you have doing the show or whatnot? And he was like, I got this, this many numbers, and I would love for you to be a part of the show. And I made it happen. And I was I was very comfortable with how the show ran. It, it was smooth. And as you know, I was in two different categories. So I had time to, you know, go from my classic physique gear to the bodybuilding gear. It was a true – it was a smooth transition. And like I said, the show the show was great, and I'm definitely doing it again next year. Definitely. Oh, awesome. So, as I referenced, you were, a, you were a classic physique pro, and congratulations again on that win. What made you decide that you wanted to jump in the bodybuilding class? Honestly, uh <laughs> so at check in, um, I was just messing around and I was asking, I was like, So how many bodybuilders do you have? And it's like, We have, you know, plenty. I was like, Well, I came all this way so I might as well piss somebody off and jump in it. Just joking <laughs> around and that's that's pretty much what I did. Um, I traveled from Georgia all the way to Kentucky. So I didn't just feel like leaving 
you know, just doing class and physique. So I just wanted to jump into something else to make my time worthwhile. So that's what I did. I just jumped into bodybuilding. <laughs> hey, it, it worked well for you, brother. And, I mean, uh, like I said, you were ready to be there and you were ready to do your thing. So I don't think, uh, you know, messing around for you is basically, you know, everybody else is messing around. Because I know Jordan used to say he played pickup games messing around. But I'm like, you're still talking about Michael Jordan. So I think we have, uh, you know, an understanding that you you you're you're a professional for sure, but you're also very uh, passionate about what you do because what seems easy for you is is not really easy because you you basically work at it so hard. Because I remember my dad used to say, you know, when people would ask him how how many years he worked, and he said, when when anything's your passion, you don't ever work a day in your life. So I I think people really didn't understand his um, his work ethic because they didn't understand the passion that drove him. So I I, I appreciate you saying it's messing around, but I'm sure your messing around is, is pretty hardcore if anybody were to try to keep up with it. So when, when uh, you know, you had the opportunity to, to do that, how did you take the steps to make sure that you didn't trip up yourself with the posing? Because I noticed you have very two, you have two very different styles. Of, of posing as compared to bodybuilding and then classic physique, how do you keep from uh, tripping yourself up with such a short duration of preparation? Honestly, um, I I pose every day when I go to the gym in between my sets. And um, classic, to me, classic is, is so much easier to pose than bodybuilding. Um, with, with classic, I just have fun with it because you can just go off the top of your head and you can just create your own poses to say, and as long as you make it look good, then, you know, like you said, the crowd's going to be into it. The judges are, yes, the judges are going to be into it. And, um, bodybuilding to me, bodybuilding is way different from classic, like bodybuilding. You have to practice them poses and you have to hit, hit them poses perfectly because say say if you had the better physique than the next guy standing next to you, but that next guy standing next to you hit that pose exactly how he's supposed to hit it, then he's going to stand out more in the judge's head than you are because you had that 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 crappy posing and he didn't. So um yeah I just like I, said, I just practice my posing every after every set I just look in the mirror I may hit a, a side chest a double by. And that's just something I instilled in myself, and I just do it every day when I'm at the gym. All right, very good. So so what's next? I mean, right now it kind of seems like sky's the limit, and you're ready to go. So are you envisioning, you know, jumping into any other shows down the line, or are you going to kind of just keep on working until 2021? Yeah, um, right. Um, I'm going to take the rest of the year off, and I'm going to see what 2021 has to offer. Um, I love the NGA. I love competing in all natural. Um, I I have an earful of people telling me to compete in NPC, but that's not yeah. my thing at all. Um, nothing against NPC, but I like the NGA, and I like doing it the right way. So, I'm going to just see what the 2021 shows are looking like and shoot for one or two shows in 2021 and just hopefully I can come out on top once again. 
I'm sure you will. You're going to hold your own in the pros for sure. I got to see you in Classic Physique because there's another fellow that he really graces the stage like you do. His name is Richie Lopez. And I'd love to see you two guys on stage together because I'm sure the audience would get more than their money's worth with how you guys go about it. <laughs> presentation it is amazing I, i'm very happy that both of you guys are in your prime and doing your thing but one of the things that i love is when the audience can be engaged and you guys i'm sure could just draw them in like nobody's business i was hoping that you would have the the minnesota mayhem on 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 your docket but uh you know you well done to a to a, to a great uh, time on stage and uh, i'm thankful like i told you at the show i was blessed uh to be able to get on stage with you and watch you hone your craft uh, at your best in, in your peak. So 2021 better look out. And I know it won't be so COVID related, but I do pray that it will be Jamal related and, and you'll be honing your yourself even better. So now with the athletes that were there, I mean, I, now I don't know about you, but I did not know. And I, I was telling uh, Josh and Melissa, I did not know that master's class was a master's class of the the women because they look like just the open. And, you know, I I, I could not believe that they were the ages they were. I was, I mean, like we were going on next and I was, I was just freaking out because I could not believe those women was master class. Uh, averages, I just blown away by that, and I, and you know, even now, I, I, I had goosebumps, and they were laughing at me because they thought I was joking, but I was not. What did you think of that master class of women, and uh, did, did you have the same mistaken uh, ideology that I did that this can't be a master class because they just look so young? Yes, the the master class was absolutely phenomenal. There was some amazing, beautiful women, and. They did not look like they should be competing in Masters. Beautiful, beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Des, I'm not kidding. If, if you were there, you would. I think if they would have even fooled you. It is. Uh, Phil Ricardo Jr. said it's the fountain of youth, and I. I mean, they were. He he was proven more than right at this show on on, on this on that day because it was just. I mean, it was just amazing. I, I, I still am in awe that really they were uh, – it, it was uh, – I think there was seven to nine women that were out there. And they, it, I, I would have not guessed. I would not have guessed that they were – I mean, like, we we had some upper elite athletes on stage. But that class with that, you know, that big a number was just shocking to me that, they, that you know, they were all masters. I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. And then they held their own out there. They got worked pretty hard because it was a tough lineup. But just knowing yes. that all of them masses class was just amazing to me. I mean, you know, like there were some pretty stacked classes in, in that whole show. Uh, but it was just phenomenal to me that those, those ladies looked that well and were, you know, worked that well and still basically, you know, worked it and held their own the whole time. It, it's really amazing. And, and Des, I know you like to speak well about the masses, so I'd like to hear your input on that and what you think. Well, I, I mean, I think it's fantastic, and it just continues to be a living testament that it's never too late 
And that age doesn't have to dictate how you live your life if you choose to live it in a healthful manner. I mean, there's really no reason why you can't do anything that you want to do, and that includes being a competitive natural bodybuilder. So I think that's fantastic, and I always love it when I see master's competitors, regardless of the class, go into an open category and win. I love it. (laughs) I do. I just, there's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better as far as uh, I'm concerned. I think that that is fantastic, and I love hearing it. And I think also that, you know, you talk about being stacked classes, and, you know, even though this show was last minute and, um, you know, nobody was for sure, it just goes, it also testifies to the quality of show that people know the Millers they put on, and it draws out it draws out the quality athletes. So Very I true. think that's Very fantastic true. too. Um, so just overall, Jamal, I know you're calling in um, last minute, and we appreciate that. But um, you know, before you go, I would just like to get some of your just basic insights on the competition. What were some of the, I guess. Um, consistent characteristics or qualities you saw from athlete to athlete that um, you know that you saw that and it's like yeah those guys those guys are winners. Um, most importantly, the thing I took away from that show, um, everybody was humble and they was friendly, <laughs> and it it just felt like like the vibe the whole show like everybody was just. You know, it was just a friendly vibe. Um, even after, you know, the war ceremony or trophies, you know, everybody shook hands and hugged and, hey, good show, man. You did great. And that's what I love about the sport. Just like I told Kaylin when you interviewed me, I said, man, like, this is the moment now. Like, this, we're having fun. After this is over with, we go back to our normal lives and we deal with whatever issues or whatever we deal with in our day-to-day lives. But this moment right here, this is for us to have fun and enjoy being on stage. And it it was great. It was great. Awesome. Very good. Kaylin, anything to add? Well, Jamal, uh, I really appreciate, you know, the time you gave because it was pretty hectic backstage and, uh, you know, it was a lot of running around, and, and, you know, you had a lot of stuff to do backstage, and I really appreciate that time. And I thank you for get, grabbing my trophy because I sure left it at the photo place. <laughs> hey, you, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but listen, well, I'm, on, um, I'm on social media, Instagram, um, Carolina Muscle underscore. Uh, I post my workout videos. I do a little motivational speeches every now and again, but mostly I post my workout videos up there. So if anybody's interested and, you know, they want to get to know me a little bit better, I'm on Instagram, Carolina Muscle underscore. It should pop right up. All right. You heard it here, folks. Carolina Muscle underscore. Jamal, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be watching for you in 2021. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm I'm honored. Thank you, guys. And not a problem, brother. God bless. Well, awesome. I I love that we had an impromptu guest. I think that is fantastic. So, 
And then, you know, for someone who just works at it, at his trade every day, every day, every day, and two weeks from a show can be like, all right, I'm ready. I mean, even though he made it sound like, "Eh, yeah, I'm just going to jump in there. I mean, that's dedication. Oh, he was ready. He was That's ready. I mean, I mean, clearly, clearly he was ready because he walked away with some uh, big wins. With so, everything. And with everything. So that, I mean, if he's posing every day, he's got his food in check every day. I mean, that's the mindset of a champion. He's always ready. So hats go. off to him. Glad to hear that. So let's talk about, and I know we um, I don't know if we'll have time to get through everybody today, but that's okay. All of our overall winners. So let's about your win, Kaylin, and some of the scuttle, because you know what? We got to call out the scuttle. We just do. It's real talk, and so we're not going to sugarcoat it. Um, so you won your class, mm-hmm. and uh, how many classes all together were there? Were there four? Three. Three or four weight classes of men's bodybuilding. Okay, there was the the lightweight, the middleweight, the, the light heavyweight, and then the heavyweight. Okay, so then there were four, and so I mean, and you had a full, you had a full crowd on stage. You were there were five of you, I believe. Um, so yes. overall, men's bodybuilding was well represented, but oh my goodness, yes. But some of those folks, <laughs> it sounds like some of the ill-prepared and and how do I want to say it? We'll just say it enhanced competitors that decided to show up, they were well represented as well, as in more than a couple that tried to make their way through um, the testing and the screening, and they didn't. They got caught. Yes. Um, but, you know, I mean, you are in the heart of NPC country where that that sort of thing is allowable. So, you know, I'm I'm going to okay. talk it up. Careful, to... careful. Not at Josh's show. <laughs> no, not at Josh's show. It's it's not allowable at Josh's show, but it's allowable at several shows. So yes, I'm going to give the natural heritage. I'm going to give some of them, if not all of them, the benefit of the doubt just because of where they're located. That maybe they didn't clearly understand just what being a natural competitor meant. Mm-hmm. I, don't, well, I mean, you know, I think, I, I think one of the things that we need to clarify is that, you know, and I've had this issue at my gym where people talk about being natural as compared to being legal. You know, you, you there's legal things you can take from a doctor's prescription that keep you legal, but you're not anything close to natural and I mean it what what hurts me is that you have younger and younger generations uh going with these prescriptions thinking they have low T or or you know some kind of health issues because it's easier to bulk up using these doctors prescriptions which is sad that we're turning to that instead of basically returning to a healthy lifestyle we're walking away from that identity in the hopes of getting bigger, better, faster, stronger, sooner. Uh, we, we're supposed to be perfecting our lives over a lifetime and getting better and better each time at it each year that as it progresses, even during the time of COVID. But just trying to recover 
and get big and swole because you know a doctor or know a friend of a friend who can get a prescription from a doctor, they're taking the wrong route, and then they want to still compete as uh, what they would consider uh, natural athletes, and they're the furthest thing from it. So, you know, I think a lot of people maybe are having some regrets. I know the ones that were at that show and, and, and been been in trouble with being caught are definitely having some regrets. But just the fact that, you know, this is – I don't want to say it's the new America because it's not. There's, there's Not everyone wants to be big and swole. I mean, I, what what did that – what is the percentage of uh, competitors as compared to the nation? I think it's 1.01% of of a whole nation. So, you know, we might think we're big in our mind, but in reality we're a very small percentile. But the ones that are willing to cheat are an even smaller percentile because if you have the numbers that we had at that show, which were, which were quite good, it's like that said, especially during this time, and then have them trying to win – with so much going against them because of their life choice, then, you know, they should be caught. And I have no sympathy for them at all. Um, and nor should you. <laughs> but you know what? If they weren't aware of what it really takes to be a natural athlete and what is not permissible, then now they are aware. And that's all there I have to say about that. So congratulations Amen. to you, my friends. First place, you worked it out. Good job, and uh, we will see you again at uh, the DeKalb, I believe. Yes, if it happens. Yes. And when is that supposed to take place? I don't have that. The week, the week before Thanksgiving. Always. The All week right. Before Thanksgiving. Always the week before Thanksgiving. Well, you can do it. You can do it. Hone it in. Oh yes. Hone ma'am. it in. All right. All right. So moving on. To our bikini overall winner, Emily Thomas, congratulations. So talk to us. Talk to us about bikini. Well, you know, the, the women's classes were all uh, well represented, that's for sure. And, you know, I, I think uh, they have a better understanding of stage presence from that region. Whoever they're coaching or whoever the coaches are, are, are doing a well, a, a very good job. I remember that the North Americans, where the the pros were doing it, and at, at sometimes I was like, well, you know, do they even know what's going on up here? And to see them on stage doing what they were doing with the presentation they had made it really tough on the judges, because usually, you know, the bikini comes in with a with a great uh, number, but then the standout athletes were, you know, first, second, and third. But this one went all the way down to fifth and sixth, so it was uh, a tough call. And the judges, uh, they they got their they got the, they had to put their work in to make sure they got the right ones. So they they ran them pretty good from start to finish. And you you gotta love when they're doing that because that shows that the sport is being well represented at that show. All right, amen to that. Uh, men's physique and classic physique. Interesting. Same winner. Ty. Uh-huh. Um, physique and classic physique. I find that I find that really interesting, but I'm going to reserve comments until I hear more about these particular classes. 
Oh, you're talking about, uh, oh, that guy's name. It, it's just hard to say. Um, but he, like I said about the posing, it, it, with, with his group, he was ready. And he was one of those that could have held either way. But okay. he was comfortable in both. And the other guys, I think, were kind of – now, before I say any more, I, I want this to be understood quite well. There are sometimes you get imposing athletes that aren't imposing. So he wasn't threatening, he wasn't uh, menacing, and he wasn't trying to make anyone feel out of place. But, boy, with his physique, did he make a lot of those athletes feel uncomfortable. And that kind of transitioned into how they represented themselves on stage, and they came up lacking. Best way I can say it. They they weren't ready for his caliber of athleticism, and it showed because they didn't present themselves in the way he did. So sadly, he was so dominant that some of them didn't bring their A game, I guess the best way to say it. And so he eked out a win in both categories. Okay. Because you know what I'm going to say, right? Yes. You know what I'm going to say. I, Somebody I, I knows really what it happened, but you know that. You know, then and we don't. We're not promoters, so we don't know. Nope. Uh, yeah, what the what the whole deal on it was, but that was one of the things that I saw for the time that I had to see it because we were, you know, at, in in his class, he was just a little bit ahead of mine, so I had to get ready for pump ups and stuff like that. Exactly. So I wasn't able to see all of it, but from the gist of what I was watching, that's what was happening. They were okay. watching him instead of watching what they should have been presenting of themselves. Okay. Because what I'm going to say is there's no way that the same physique should have been able to win men's physique and classic physique. Um, but if the other competitors who showed, even if they had a frame that was more appropriate for a given class, if they didn't show that to the judges, then there's nothing exactly. the judges can do because they have to judge there what you they go. have to do there to you them. Go. So I Good get Lord, that aspect of it. If they'd have just it. even tried, if they'd have just even I, tried, it would have so been so I much I get better. that aspect of it, and we're going to chalk that up, but that was my first thought. When I saw that, I was mm-hmm. like, hmm. And the hmm is where I'm going to leave yes. that. All right. Women's figure, Rama Torgrimson. Robin, if I smudge that, Torgrimson, she was the overall champion. Let's hear about Robin. Well, Robin, well, she was ready. I mean, like, like the winners were definitely ready. And, you know, it. it, it, it now, here's the thing, because this, this is the skinny on the backstage. I noticed they were congregating together. And they didn't mean to, but I guess just that winner's mentality worked really well. And the mindset kind of brought them all together at the same time in the same place. So it was interesting to see. And it wasn't intentional, but, boy, did it work out well for them because they were vibing each other up. And I'm talking about the bodybuilder, the the figure, the physique, the bikini. All of them were just – they just gelled in one spot, and it went over well for them. And they didn't want to get away from that that uh, positive nature or identity, and it worked well for them. So when they got on stage, they were ready. I mean, it was really something, you know, it's unexpected, and it's one of those things that happens. But I just, like, wow, what what are the odds that all the winners would end up kind of of congregating together 
And I'm talking about when they were in their hoodies, when they were still covered up, they just kind of all meshed in one spot. And lo and behold, that was the outcome of the show. And I was thinking, boy, this is pretty weird, but also pretty good to see where a positive mindset really translates well before you get out and do your thing in life or any place else. So I, I thought that was really interesting, and I was glad to to see that backstage part of it. And sadly, I wasn't able to talk to all of them and see how they ended up in, all in one spot. But I was, you know, it's just something that you see, and I, I just kept that in mind after the show was done. <laughs> Bless oh my me. goodness! Bless you. <laughs> and that is interesting that you know, just the the vibes were there, and those particular people gravitated towards it, and they just wound up being the ones who won the overall. So that is an interesting phenomena, but it's not surprising because if you put out nope. good energy, you put out good energy, you're going to get it back from somewhere. You're going to get yes. it back from somewhere. So you know that's that's something to uh, ponder. All right, and then our last overall winner here for the amateurs was for women's physique. So happy to see that we had representation here, and that was Letitia Haywood. So congratulations to Letitia. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to see women's – well, I'm happy for all of it, but women's physique especially, and then even happier for women's bodybuilding because I really want to see those two categories just – rise up and take off and overpopulate. I'm still holding out for that to happen. <laughs> I'm being attacked by dogs. But, hey, <laughs> I, I agree with you. And it, it's awesome that, you know, when they're out there looking like they look, they have the physique to present that. And, and that's something that I feel – was being driven away from, not intentionally, but unintentionally, because people were saying, you know, they didn't want the women too big or too bulky. And, I, you know, we shouldn't let the enhanced understanding of big be our understanding of big when we know what a natural female athlete is going to look like. Granted, we have yeah. some that have fuller muscle bellies and whatever, but they're not going to be these mass monsters with surgeries happening, having to happen in the lower region every six months. So, you know, I think we need to basically hone our own minds in and be more understanding of of, uh, of a natural female athlete mm-hmm. instead of these instead of this fear mongering that we're falling under, where we're, we're basically driving ourselves away from uh, you know female bodybuilding because we have some great stacked athletes if we just let yep. them look like uh, female bodybuilders instead of trying to keep them under the regulation or understanding that's lessening their potential. We, we should not be afraid of letting athletes be athletes. We should be afraid of regulating them to the point where they can't be the athlete that would show them best or represent them best in the identity they could present on stage. And, you know, we, we're going to have to take a hard look on that in ourselves because I know it happened in the gym, and we've talked about that on a previous show, where you know the the the, the fit shaming of a woman yep. who's basically getting to be her best potential, and then someone says something, and then as an uh, as an organization or a promoter, we basically bring that nail driven even deeper into the understanding of ignorance. We can be better if we just let the athlete be better, and I'll just say it like that. 
Yeah, I say amen to that. Amen to that. And we haven't talked about fit shaming in quite a while. In fact, it's probably been about a year or two. But, yes. uh, you know, still a very real thing, and I agree with you 100%. Let female athletes be female athletes because the natural body is never going to be what the, uh, we'll say, I'm going to put up my air quotes, general public thinks that women bodybuilders look like. She's still going to be very feminine. She's just going to have some very full muscle. And if you saw her in regular clothes, <laughs> excuse me, you're not going to sit there and say, well, she's a, she's a female bodybuilder. I, I bet you wouldn't. I bet you wouldn't. Not until she was upset on stage in a posing suit would you really be able to clearly see her level of muscle development and definition. And it's fantastic. So that's all I have okay. to say about that. So, okay, we got about four minutes left, and we're not we've, got pro, we've got four pro winners. So, I mean, we can try and dedicate a minute apiece, or we'll just get as far as we get, and we'll no, pick no, it up in the out. next All right. Not so, pro bodybuilding, Chris Shelton, congratulations to him. Pro figure, uh, our pro winner, Amy Everett, congratulations, Amy. Pro bikini goes to Rebecca Charchenko. And Pro Classic Physique is our one and only Jamal Williams, who we had on the show earlier. So, Kaylin, in the time that we have, give us the highlights of this pro squad. Well, the the, the Masters class, uh, the 50s Masters class, is the one that really got me because uh, that's the, the interview that got cut short because I really wanted to talk to that fella because he looked amazing. And I would have never guessed he was fifty anything. And he, he I mean he worked that stage from start to finish. And I think uh the other athletes really showed their appreciation for his respect to them on stage because, you know, it was uh the good lighting was in a in a certain spot and I think the pro athletes figured it out sooner than the the, uh, the amateurs. But he did not fight for that spot. He basically just addressed it, put himself in that position when he had the chance, and made the most of it. And when he was asked to move, he didn't try to find that spot again. So you really got to take your head off to athletes like that that really respect the sport, the the other athletes, and the promoter and the stage. So I I really had, I think his name was Anthony Stitzcombe. Uh, he, he he looked amazing, but he never let his ego match his physique, and his physique was phenomenal. All right. Well, there is that highlight. We've got about 30 seconds left. So, Kalen, I'm going to say last one tonight. I, I, I'm saying that that trip wasn't half as hard with Snickerdoodle. so there you have it folks so check back in again with us next week and as always we are going to be shifting we are going to have a Facebook live session kickoff here at some point in the future details are to come just be ready but on behalf of Kayla and myself all the folks at the NGA Bluegrass Bodybuilding Championships and the boys from P4P Muscle your body is a temple so let's build it